Welcome to the Scott Shepherd Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. It is I, Scott, today, and of course, Mike is no longer on the show, and I am recording from Little Italy, and hold on a second, because I'm writing down the deets as we, uh, as we just run with this thing, baby. I am recording from my home studio which has, it looks like a complete dumpster right now, as I spent pretty much the entire morning reorganizing and rearranging and redecorating, hello, my interior uh, abode, so that, well, the Zen energy could flow more easily. No, just kidding. Really, I was just sick and tired of the annoying waste of space couch that is taking up the majority of my home and abode and is also, well, causing me to be oftentimes a lazy asshole when I know that I should be reading and I have committed to reading and starting my day by being a productivity monster and going through my daily process and my system, which I will probably share in an upcoming issue of either my monthly publication, The Scott Shepherd Letter, or in some other form. And having a couch there, I just don't like it because, well, for one thing, I've got two amazing, comfy chairs that I spent two weekends sitting down in every single chair in a living spaces to find the comfiest ones. And then I found two and I never sit in them. And the purpose of those chairs is to induce me and motivate me to read first thing in the morning and kick ass. Well, when you have a couch in the middle of your living room, it induces you to well, sit on it and then, well, even lay on it. And I do not like that. Therefore, I have elected to make it a lot harder for me to procrastinate and exhibit something that I specialize in, which is shit willpower. <laughs> So I spent the day cleaning up and a lot of my extraneous items are littered across my floor in my home studio where I'm now sitting. 
And to give you some context, it is 6.17 p.m. on a Wednesday in Little Italy, San Diego. And, well, it is episode number, drumroll please, 176. Yes, 176. So I'm going to write that down as well. 176. Boom. Lucky number 176. Well, I feel like sharing with you some value in a collection of my notes. But first, and I will do that in a, in a moment, but first I must let you know that if you've been listening in lately, you know that I am a copywriter, a marketer, a one-man wolf pack of mass persuasion, if you will. However, lately, I have essentially done anything but that activity. Of course, I always review and listen in on certain, well, certain podcasts and followers in the space of marketing. And of course, I keep my skills fresh in copywriting and am always writing and even writing out sales letters by hands, by hand, because that would be cool if I was ambidextrous. Yet, you know that I am obsessed lately with a, an emerging field within personal knowledge management that revolves around note-taking and how to actually take wise notes. And the purpose is, of course, for it to help you create genius-level work that lasts for 200 years or perhaps even more. And you don't do that type of thing by accident. You need to unlock unconventional insights. Unconventional insights is not unlocked by simply reading a book and noting down that it makes you think of something and then trying to relate that to some other note. That is what everyone teaches you is the quote-unquote smart way to take notes. But here, here, ladies and gentlemen, that's complete and utter horse shit. And I have just confirmed that last night, and I have, well, discovered how big and how deep the rabbit hole goes. Because what I started last night is something I'm going to keep under wraps, but it shall expose itself whenever and whenever I unleash the work and research and stuff that I've been working on as it pertains to Zettelkasten, which will probably be in a book or in a monthly version of the Scott Shepherd letter. And yes, you should look forward to it. So I'm not going to belabor and go down that path. I'm going to actually share with you something. You see, every every day I, I gather up a, a little swath of my note cards from my various readings over the past 15 years. And the group that I 
grabbed last night and reviewed today has to do with time management. And so I would like to read you some of the very best quotes that I have gathered over the years on time management. The first one is from a book called Level Up Your Life. And the quote is this, it's not what we say is a priority, but what we actually do, that's a priority. And the reason why priority is the key word there is because of this. And this is a quote from a, well, he's a, I don't know, fitness influencer, entrepreneur that I did a personal training session with in 2017 over like a course of, I don't know, four months. And he's really big on YouTube. He's a hustler. Okay. Here's what he had to say and reminded me of is that all time management advice comes down to one thing. And that is this prioritizing and specifically prioritizing one key component. And that is prioritizing your values. That is what areas of your life, your life areas, do you value highest? For instance, there's the spiritual, your relationships, there's your connection with community, connection with friends, which you can kind of loop all of those together if, well if that's how you value life. And there's, of course, health, which I like the acronym NFS, which is nutrition, fitness, and sleep. And then there is your work and your craft. And then there's, of course, learning. And then there's, of course, your mindset, your psychology. And look, I'm listing all of this in rapid detail because the way and route that you can go and take if you want to read the most clearest, simple, beautiful explanation of all this, well, is going to be in an upcoming issue of the monthly Scott Shepard letter or whatever publication that I publish. And that is the key to time management. It all comes down to your priorities. You have to get very, 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 very clear on your priorities, which all centers around your values. And There's one interesting thing is that values is also related to your self-esteem and esteem essentially is how you value yourself. How you value yourself is how you view your actions are in alignment with, well, your believed values. And esteem is an interesting word because it comes from the Latin term estimare, which is the root of estimate, meaning to estimate your value of yourself, value of your actions, against and grading against the values that you believe you have and that you know you have deep down inside. 
So this is a this gets into a, a, a lot of well a, a whole branch of things of why it's super important. If you suck at time management right now, if you're well, if you're procrastinating a lot, then the bottom line is this, and you know it deep down inside. You have a value issue. You need to sit down and go through any book, any and all books. Just figure out the book. I know uh, one of my favorite authors actually is Brian Tracy. He's an old school life philosophy guy that doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. Everyone talks about the Tony Robbins of the world, but Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy is great. And yeah, that is that is a book recommendation for you. Okay, so the next quote, to tie this all together, of course, I need to link it together with Stoicism. So something that Seneca said, which is really interesting, is this. He said, reckon how much of your time has been taken up by a moneylender or a mistress or a client or quarreling with your wife or punishing your slaves. I guess, you know, he had slaves, <laughs> which is, uh, I guess he deems uh, acceptable, whatever. Dashing about the city on social obligations, whatever, right? That's what Seneca has said. What's interesting is that Seneca isn't the best practitioner of Stoicism because, well, the founder of Stoicism, and at the time it was conventional to have slaves, guess how many slaves the founder of Stoicism had, which I believe his name was Zeno, and Z-E-N-O. And you would think that he would have, out of all of his disciples, the most number of slaves, right? Well, that's wrong. He had zero, which was quite unconventional for someone like him at the time. That was a little side topic offshoot. But let's go back to Seneca for a second. So it is interesting in that Seneca, who lived... Let's, I don't know, let's see how, I, I believe it was uh, maybe 100 years, like 70 years before uh, Christ. Let's, let's, let's see this Just off the top of my head. Uh, he, okay, so he died 65 AD. So, okay, he lived 4 BC to 65 AD. Okay, it's weird that... To read a quote of someone who has said it, something so clearly, and yet the way in which he has said it is almost like reading, you know, his advice out of a modern-day self-development book. You know, you don't hear a lot of Bible verses like this. You know, Bible verses are, thou hast, you know, not masturbate, right? <laughs> not Actually, not really. They make it, they make it a little bit more vague, you know, for interpretation purposes. Of course, thou has, thou shall not partake in adultery. Okay, now Seneca says, reckon how much of your time has been taken up by a moneylender or a mistress or a client or quarreling with your wife. 
He then goes on to say this. It is not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste a lot of it. Life is long enough and sufficiently generous, he says. And it's true. Now, the most important thing to take from this is not to work harder. It is not to burn yourself out. It is simply this, to be more consistent and commit to being on every single day, showing up every single day, staying on your job every single day for as long as you have committed to, and having no excuses. It is not about taking off one day and then making up for it the next day. No, that's failure. You see, the best symphony ever written, and also the very one that has never been released, is the one that you'll get to tomorrow. Because you'll never get to it. So, with that little mix of life philosophy, time management, and kicking ass, and, well, even touching on the taboo topic of slavery, accidentally, well, thanks, Seneca, you dick. Gosh, don't you know that in this day and age, this type of stuff, me even reading a quote about slavery will get, will get me canceled, even though I've pretty much already canceled myself? Well... That, ladies and gentlemen, is all I've got for you today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, and even if you didn't, I would like to ask you to do one thing for me, and that is, if you have not yet rated this podcast in the App Store near you, or whatever listening device you are partaking in, then I would love to hear your true and honest feedback, along with, of course, a five star, of course. I mean, that would be great. You don't have to if you think I suck, uh, well, donkey dick. However, when leaving a review, I would like for you to tell me your favorite part of the Daily Scott Shepherd and the part that you do not want me to cut or not want me to stop doing. Uh, if everything else if may, may change, what is the one thing that you would never, ever, ever cut or want me to stop doing? And so... I would very much appreciate that, and of course, appreciate you, appreciate your time, appreciate your attention, and look forward to the journey that is about to unfold for us. Peace and love, and as always, please remember to always remember to stay crispy, my friend.
Scott Shepper signing off on a Wednesday at 6.32 post-Meridium. Little Italy, San Diego. Bye-bye now, friend. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepper. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do. All right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.